Welcome everybody to another A&R podcast. This is a bonus podcast. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, his rendition, finally out. We watched it and we will tell you all about it. Let's go. All right, guys, thank you for joining us today. We are excited to do a bonus podcast, another one. We did one for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but we're doing one today for Zack Snyder's Justice League. And joining me today is my two co-hosts, my buddy D. D, how you doing? Good. Are you guys ready to get weird tonight or what? This is <laughs> yeah. And speaking of weird, my other friend, Chris. <laughs> how you doing, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. What's going on? All right, gentlemen. So... We watched it. It took forever to get through. Um, we, I don't know, We I, I watched it at least three times. I don't know about how many times you guys watched it, but at least I know you guys watched it once. At least. I watched Did you guys it try to watch it again? Two and a half. You watched it twice. I, okay. And then I went to my desired scenes that I enjoyed the most. I had no also, time to watch it twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we'll start off with Chris, Chris, you want to give us your um, opinion, your take, what overall, we'll discuss the final uh, score at the end of after we've all finished talking, what we gave it out of 10, but uh, let's start the conversation with you, Chris, what did you think of this movie, this long four hour movie? All right, so... I haven't seen the original cut. So for me, this movie was new and exciting. And we did talk about on our last podcast a couple ago about the ratings it got. So I was going in with an open mind. And, you know, I don't know too much about DC. I am more of a Marvel guy. I do know... You know, the pop culture references of Wonder Woman, Superman. So I know about the basics and definitely Batman and Batman Returns, which are my two favorite DC movies. So I started it out and I have to say I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I, I enjoyed it. It was definitely long. But in a sense, from my point of view, I liked it because it's such a huge story arc and a, a massive story arc yeah, oh. huge. so you know i've seen movies before where they take they've tried to take two major story arcs and put it into an hour and a half long so yeah this was just amazing because we got a little more backstory i was able to follow it because, you know, I haven't seen the original cut and I didn't even watch Batman v Superman. Ooh, I'm sorry. Okay, but it, you saved yourself. It was, like, don't worry, you, you weren't missing a whole lot. Hours. It wasn't that great either. <laughs> but it was kind of so cool funny. that it gave us a little briefing of where these heroes are after what happened in the end. And it was just great to be able to follow along you know it's there's so many movies out there where you're going in you don't know what you're watching and you don't know what's going on with this movie i was 
all on board. I was able to, okay, that's what's going on and that's why it's happening. You know, there's no yeah. shortcutting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, there are some parts of the movie that I didn't understand. And like, which, which parts? Well, it was the parts, it was part three. It was the beginning when the Flash was going into his uh, interview at the pet store. And uh, he was eyeing that girl and the truck driver who dropped his cheeseburger. (laughs) That was gross, right? Who says a cheeseburger from the floor? Like, not only that, but he's, like, looking down for, like, a solid, like, 45 seconds while just driving casually. It's like, okay. (laughs) He would have drove into a building by then. (laughs) But that whole part when uh, she was pulling out and that accident was about to happen that music i did not understand that music that they chose i know it sounds silly it's oh. the music that they chose but believe me when it's my turn there'll be a lot of music talk because <laughs> the music adds to the dynamic of the scene Absolutely. of what's going on and also Absolutely. how long does it take to save a woman it's like I thought he was going to take that hot dog that was flying and just like maybe whack her in the face with it or stick it up her nose. It was Wait, just... He did put it He did put it in his pocket, right? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> but it he was just it, like, <laughs> save the woman already. You know, I got yeah. three hours and 50 more minutes to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's that was an interesting scene, and uh, I don't know if I should keep going or. Oh, you know what? We we also want to let people know this is a spoiler filled. We always do this. We go right into the podcast, but you Just know we're gonna actually put that put a disclaimer at the front. It'll be fine. Well, we're on our social media platforms and our podcast. We are gonna mention in the title. It's gonna be spoiler. Uh, filled right so we are going to mention that so anybody who's clicking on to listen to our podcast they're going to know anyway so yeah we are you know doing full spoilers on this movie so if you haven't seen it um you know go see it and uh yeah make sure you have a lot of time to see it because it's four hours and two minutes long but we're gonna go through the entire movie here and talk about every little aspect of it we can so yeah but you know going back to what you're saying Chris, yeah, the movie, you know, if it is long because it was supposed to be two or three movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I get that part, why it took him so long to rescue her, because they weren't expecting to cram all this into one movie. Right. right? So, I, I get it. But at the same time, saying, you know, having said that, it's, do you need to spend that extra second to fix her hair, you know, and then <laughs> okay. grab her, like... You don't even know this. You're a creep. You're touching some woman's <laughs> hair that you've never met. It's kind of a creepy, right? So, yeah. Anyways, you were saying, go on. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, in general, throughout the movie, there were some characters when you showed up in the scenes. I'm like, oh, I actually know this character. Like, uh, Steppenwolf. Because one game that I do enjoy playing is DC Universe Online. Yet, 
all my heroes are Marvel characters, but we won't get into that. <laughs> but it was not nice. Not weird at all. Yeah, it was nice, um, you know, not watching the previous movies and seeing a character that I've heard and battled against in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole scene of the Amazons, I thought that was pretty awesome. Because that yeah. was the first part where the box broke open. And I liked how they kind of broke down the movie into spe- like the specific scenes. Like the Amazons had the box and then the Atlanteans had one of the boxes. It was like, it was, I really liked how they did it. I I enjoyed it. Let's just say that. Okay. What did you think about the overall look? You know, the, the color tone and all that. What did you think of that? I didn't actually mind the color tone. There were talks about, you know, he was trying to go for a dark look. For example, the Suicide Squad. You know, I actually yeah, thought that that's was... A good, that's a good example, yeah. I mean, I only mention this because you are an, a, a big Marvel fan. And you've seen the colors palette, especially like Ragnarok. Oh, or it's yes. like Crayola. Somebody went with a bunch of Crayolas and painted the whole place. But what, you know, coming from those kind of movies and you watching this, did it bother you? Did you notice it or did you not even care? It was just fine. It fit in. I have to say, because, you know, like you said, the Marvel movies are bright. You know, the colors are there. You know, I think he did very well with capturing the DC universe. Because let's face it, there is... A mix of Superman's world where it's bright colors and then there's Gotham City where it's dark and a bit dreary and very scary. I actually think he covered that and I it, I could see that mix in the movie. You know, you got areas where like the Amazonian island, you know, the colors were so blurred and glowy and they captured that very well. And then they did the city view where... Um, for example, when Wonder Woman went to meet Cyborg, that dark and kind of it, I think they did a very good job. I appreciated that. You know, we didn't just get one monotone note of dark and dreary. It was that perfect mix, you know? Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what about the, um, the bad guys? You talked about Stefan Wolf. Did you think, you know, he, did he look the part? You played the video game. I'm sure he looks different from the video game. And what about all the other bad guys, people involved on the other side of the table? Did you think that they were appealing? Did they make a difference? Or what, did they deserve all to be on the screen at the same time? What do you think? I I think they divided it up pretty evenly. Um, Steppenwolf was definitely a pretty damn sweet character. I thought his look and the concept that they gave him, you know, if you really know him and then you've seen him in the movie, you know instantly who it is. And his little flying creatures, let's face it, I'm a creepy kind of person. I loved it. They were so creepy and scary looking. I thought... (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. I thought the the concepts design that they came up for the characters were really well done. 
you know. Um, same with, you know, the heroes, Wonder Woman, Batman. I loved what they did for their costumes. You know, they weren't afraid to give them the comic accurate. <clears throat> and, you know, the big difference for me, like I knew Aquaman as the super Caucasian blonde haired guy and we got Jason Momoa. And I, when I first heard about him being Aquaman, I just thought, uh, really, you couldn't go with the classic look? But when I watched the movie, that's exactly what I that's exactly what I said when I heard about him being cast. But when I watched the movie, he didn't do a bad job. He's actually he was pretty good, you know, from what I heard about him as a person in public when he meets his fans, this guy is hilarious. I don't know if you guys ever seen some of the I've fan actually, I've actually met Jason Momoa twice. Oh, really? Yeah, I I've actually met him twice, and he had to actually speak to me one time because um, he was going through a security checkpoint. Honestly, he's not a good guy. Oh, <laughs> what? He's a, you know, I, I'm not going to say because he could have had a bad day or something might have been yeah. up, but I met him twice, and both times I got the cold shoulder. Both oh. times. Yeah, he was not very receptive in having a... a I said hi to him, yeah. and he just couldn't bother to even look towards my way. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know about that, but I am a fan of him as Aquaman. I'll, I'll give you that, because at, when I first heard about him being Aquaman, I'm like, oh, okay. But I have been watching Jason Momoa as an actor since he was a kid. Like He was uh, in Baywatch, uh, and then he was in um, a show called Atlantis. Stargate Atlantis, oh, yeah. where he was actually more, you know, grown up a little bit now, and, and you know, so I've been I've been tracking him for a while, and you know, I always thought that he had the talent, he just needed the break, and you know, I'm glad he got that opportunity to wear, be as Aquaman because yeah, he he does a good job. I, I'm not mm -hmm. you know upset about him being Aquaman. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and especially his standalone movie. I thought he was fine in that too. Yeah, it's was there uh, anything else. Um. All I got to say is, uh, before I let everyone else speak, is I was really enjoying the movie up until Lois Lane told Superman to put a shirt on. Ugh, it was so good. <laughs> up until that moment, I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn this off. But uh, no. <laughs> Which, by the way, I love what they did for Superman's costume. You know, I was expecting to see him in his classic blue and red, but it was the black and silver, so... Oh. I, I really wish you didn't say that. <laughs> no, no, no. Personal no opinions now. Chris, Chris, Chris I know, I know. I'm going to let you speak. Guy. I'm going I'm to let you say your thing. Yeah, I'm going to let you say your thing, and then I will just destroy it later. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. It was a Anything it, else you want to add? No, it was just a nice break to see him in, a, is, in one of his different costumes. I'll end it there and let you guys talk now. <laughs> ah, no worries, no worries. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to hear your take because you haven't seen any of the other movies. You haven't even seen the, the Josh Reed in Justice League, and you haven't even seen Batman versus Superman. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to hear your take on this movie. It's entirely new to you. The characters are all new to you. Not the characters. The actors are all new to you. And Yeah, yeah it's, it's it, you know, from your point of view, I understand some of the things why you said that, and it's, you know, pretty interesting. 
Mm -hmm. uh, D, what did you think of this? You are a DC fan, a Marvel fan, all of that. You do read comic books. You've watched the first Justice League with Josh Whedon, and you've watched all the other movies with Zack Snyder. What did you, what was your whole take on this thing? So I thought it made it more bearable. Uh, it's not perfect by any means. So here's my take. So going in, Chris, you have to understand, he started the previous one, and due to unforeseen circumstances, he had to depart, and then Joss Whedon took over. And it felt like a completely different movie. It was night and day. And in my opinion, it was trash. Some people might hate the fact I said that, but that's just my opinion. So the fact they're like, yeah. okay, we're just going to redo it. Here's some more money. In my mind, I'm like, is that even like, can you do that? Like, I've never seen this done before. So I was like, well, <laughs> well, this isn't really fair, but whatever. If you're fixing, you're fixing a mess that was created. Go for it. So I've already had a bias going in, like it was broken and you're just paying to cover up shit with a like, oh, poop with a blanket. Beep that out, please. And then... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird situation, right? You're going in, you saw something bad, and then you're getting to rewatch it again from a different person making it. So going in, the beginning was different. The previous one was all, oh no, Superman's died. We're praising him. It's a citywide worldwide event there's banners there's memorials it's just this big thing it's like the the passing of of jesus basically and this one it seemed very calm you acknowledge superman is no longer there they give you a recap why but it wasn't this melancholy like sad moment for the entire world another difference was the wonder woman scene where she's in the bank i thought that was really well done i don't know how you feel about her killing people in front of women and children and just civilians who are already you scared. You the museum. The museum. Oh, is it, was it the bank or the museum? Uh, whatever. It doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in the original version... It, it would be, it would make sense at the museum because their kids were there. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. My mistake. Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> so in the original version, Chris, like anytime she did an attack, it cut away. So you just assume the guy's got knocked out. And this one, she's flinging guys into the wall. There's bloodstains. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And oh, this yeah. is the type of movie you know you're getting. If you didn't know this from Batman v Superman, where Batman just guns down a bunch of people and breaks their necks and throws crates at their heads and leaves blood splatters. You are getting this you type to, of You movies. had to bring that up, huh? You had to bring that up. <laughs> well, this is all new to Chris. So I'm giving him a little filler. Filling backstory. <laughs> Chris, <thing>. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch. Batman was movies. Rambo. In that movie, Batman was Rambo. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, you could find the comparison on YouTube now. It was a completely different movie. I did think the visuals were spectacular. I did like seeing her in action. But she did not hold back at all. It was pretty sweet yeah. when she was blocking the bullets. I'm like, I love oh, that. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Yeah, they didn't add any like cool. blur effects or anything. It was just she is moving extremely fast, and your eyes better keep up because <laughs> if you blink, you'll miss <laughs> yeah. it. But I mean, it, it, does she move fast though in the comics? She can. Uh, it depends on the writer. Sometimes she, well, she's fast enough to deflect bullets. Yeah, but usually when I read comic books of Wonder Woman, I'm seeing her deflecting, uh, you know, single shots or single attacks. She's done like machine but guns from like all a, angles. Like yeah, she's, it's not she's a barrage done of machine she's guns. She's done that in the comics, but it depends on the writer because I've seen her also. Yeah. 
barely keeping up at uh, a human's pace on foot. So it depends, really. Same reason she can't fly here all of a sudden. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> oh, also, Chris, we'll, we'll she learned how to fly in her biker movie. Here, she doesn't know how to fly anymore. Yeah. Uh, you did mention the music with Flash. So I took this as a poetic scene because that woman is his future wife. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be Iris. Yes. So you're t- uh, you're, you didn't know that. So to you, it doesn't make sense. No. And that's something the director should have taken into consideration. As far as anyone knows, that's just a girl he sees and has a crush exactly, on. Exactly, which is why. Yeah. I, so this is why, weird. Which is why I'm saying like it's creepy for him to just go and flick her hair, you know, before <laughs> rescuing her. Because to you know someone like Chris who's watching this, or to a, just a casual you know viewer, they're watching. They're like, what is he doing? Like. What? Yeah, but serious fans, water. <laughs> <laughs> but to fans, they're like, "Oh, that's her," you know. Like, yeah. But even if it is her, they, he shouldn't be doing he that. He shouldn't, yeah, because that's this like, first instant. He didn't say a word to her other than "Sorry, I'm late," yeah. and then. <laughs> but so, <laughs> you have to. I have to forgive it because this is a reach. But Iris is Barry's lightning rod through space and time she keeps him grounded when his powers get out of control he thinks about her so as far as he's concerned he already knows he's supposed to be with her because his powers go through space and time i absolutely hate his power sometimes they are the mary sue of powers they break on him or sometimes they get him out of tight situations that he shouldn't be able to but i was more forgiving with that scene for that reason it's still weird though i I think iris is to barry what lois is to clark or Superman. Yeah. Th- that's what it is, right? Iris yeah. is basically keeping him uh, in check kind of thing when he decided to go out of the rails. So, yeah, definitely. So that's what the only... Think only about... what, oh, sorry. What did I think about what? Every time no, you no, ask I'm... this, it's a good question. So I'm excited. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what What did you think about um, the, the way they presented... Stefan Wolf and what like how he came to Earth like what they don't really like for me and I'll get into it more give Stefan Wolf the proper sort of entrance I want to call it compared to his last one shows up yeah compared <laughs> oh, to oh this last is one, way yes. better compared to his last one I'm sorry <laughs> that one Chris he shows up and yeah. just starts beating people up for no reason other yes. than he just comes what? and flexes on them in this one. You get the hint that he's exiled for some un- some unknown reason, and he's trying to win back his good graces with Darkseid, who's technically his yeah. nephew. In the other one, he just shows up and it's like, "Oh, the mother box is here, Amazons! I'm gonna beat you up." That entire scene you saw with Darkseid mm-hmm. fighting the Amazons—that was Steppenwolf's original intro. Yeah. Oh. It is so different. Yeah. <clears throat> so different. Like they physically removed yeah. him out of that scene and put Darkseid in. I'm going to have to go and watch the cut version now. Yeah, yeah, definitely watch that cut version and come back and let us know about that. I well, did we'll, like we'll that. We'll do a small little I'm we'll happy do a they Chris did that. take on his Snyder, Snyder World and DC World. <laughs> Sounds like we'll a do plan. an episode dedicated to Chris only. <laughs> oh, the Chris okay. cut. <laughs> what, what, else, what else did you uh, think about? I really uh, liked seeing Dark Side. I thought we'd just get like maybe like an Easter egg or a teaser of him. Seeing him in action was cool. Mm-hmm. And... I did like it took the combined might of the old gods 
the Atlanteans, the Amazons to put him down. The thing I'm about him though, about that. the thing about, about that though that is they wanna, always you know, let my... him go, even in the comics, even in the cartoon. He does this thing where he sits and waits from his throne, sends other people to do his job for him because it's beneath him. He shows up, gets beaten yeah. up, like, and then they just watch him leave. Like you, he, he's just gonna come back. He has a fleet. <laughs> he has like mass armies. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> He's a weird character. Like, uh, yeah, that, that, that part, I'll talk to you about that because there's some other things I wanted to talk to you on that regard. What, uh, what about um, what about your uh, take on Cyborg? They fixed him too. Oh, they so gave him more. So Chris, again, he had absolutely mm -hmm. nothing to do in the old movie. <laughs> he was an afterthought. Yeah. Like, oh, seriously? Like all of <laughs> the his scenes one. weren't... I, I don't even know what to describe him as. <laughs> Here they made him a focal thought, point. In the other one, he, he was a throw-in. He was a throw-in in Josh Whedon's movie. He was a throw-in. I liked him as a character. I wasn't expecting to like him. You know, I've known him from Teen Titans, and he's got these blasters. But like the abilities that they gave him, I'm like, oh, he can do that. And I'm like, about him, this yeah. guy's kind of cool. Did you? What about the way he looked? I hate that. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I thought it was an interesting representation you know his body is all cyborg but mm -hmm. the only yeah. thing that i didn't get was you know his upper body it was like you could kind of see inside it just it didn't seem like he would he was more robotic you know i thought they should have done something that where he was a bit more organic organic eh? as a life yeah. form and a cyborg yeah so reading the new 52 cyborg he had organic parts and every time he needed to go into a new situation they took a piece of his body away like his father it's like dad i need to go underwater he's like we can do that but we're gonna have to remove your lungs so he had to make choices <sighs> to take away parts of hum his humanity to get more upgrades in this right. i think he just looks hideous and they should have gave him more organic parts that's my opinion the difference between this movie and the last one is at the end of the other one, you find out this is kind of like his larva form, his protoform. He gets a shell over top of whatever this is. I'm going to call it a skeleton because he's kind of, he looks kind of flimsy. So the ending mm -hmm. of so the, the last uh, movie, you like see, you see like the nanites one, going oh, over there. Oh, go ahead. What's up? Maybe it's Cyborg version 1. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like... 1.0 the end of the last movie you yeah. see him upgrading you see him getting more yeah 2.0 kind of thing yeah uh i don't know how you far we're see, gonna go you gotta see him. the iconics you see the iconic cyborg yeah one. do you want to talk about him more because i had some thoughts about his dad i i wanted you to uh just carry on and get to the your uh, final bit okay. and then i will talk i'm just gonna go like discuss. all the pieces that stood out to me in comparison so yeah, Silas, his father. Uh, people, people are listening to this. I've got pages and pages. Of notes. <laughs> flip through those, so flip through those bad boys. You will hear me flipping through pages while you I'm can, talking. You can about fan my, yourself with them while you wait. He's got a phone book, people. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know what a phone book is, don't don't bother. <laughs> don't even message us and ask us what's a phone book. <laughs> uh, you mean the thing about right. this one? Uh, what else, D? What else you got? Is that at a certain point, the movie just deviates completely. Cyborg's dad lives in the last one. In this one, he sacrifices himself. Yeah. 
there. That was a it, weird did sacrifice. See, did you see? Yeah. Did you think the sacrifice was necessary? No. It was a good way to. Huh. He could have turned it on and ran away. Like, did he shut the door because it automatically did that, or did he think it would keep Stephen Wolf out because that was useless and he should have known better? He could have turned the thing well, on and glass ran door's out. Not, a glass door's not going to keep a massive. I thought maybe it was like bulletproof villain. to keep the radio. I don't know, but like, I think that was a avoidable it was completely avoidable it was absolutely avoidable because if he knew what it took to find the other uh, his location why not just run away well it was tell he, your son he knew it was going to get taken basically he accepted that fact well it's going to closing a glass door <laughs> is not going to stop <laughs> you know him from taking it away yeah uh, his body is made if of he studied metal the mother, if he studied the mother box if he had studied the mother box he would know that no matter what force he uses it's not going to destroy it Right? Yeah. Because he doesn't have anything available in his workshop there. He had no desire to destroy the builder it. He just, here. like, needed it to be traceable. So he could have left, by all means. Yeah. I just think it was a total waste of killing that character off because he could have met so much more. I like their that... dynamic. Like, any incarnation yeah. of him in Cyborg, I like their, like, fatherly love, but still there's some tension between them. Yeah. Or did they do it because they the father thought, like, I sacrifice myself and Cyborg's gonna rampage up and get a little more character growth. You know, there's maybe, so many maybe, different but ways. I mean, maybe, but I mean, I just I just think that they made it more than it was really is because yeah. people really didn't care. Like, you know, Cyborg wasn't like overly emotional when he heard it, when he saw his dad die and Batman's like, you know, he must have did it, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's get out of here and let's go over that. The only one with logic and reason was uh, Aquaman. <laughs> He's like, the guy just lost his dad and you're asking him to do this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I just I feel that the losses weren't um, important. And I'll get into that because there's a bunch of other things. Um, what, what, what do you think about um, their Dasad and, you know, the side character, like, you know, besides... Stephen Wolf. I like uh, I like the sad. I like the parademons. I like them. Like they yeah. they were cool. Seeing them. Yeah, parademons were pretty cool. Yeah. Seeing them as fodder was great. And another <laughs> scene that was different was the tunnel and the hostage situation. Like the whole beginning of the movie, Flash was kind of whining about how he's never been in a fight before. And it yeah. kind of got on my nerves because sometimes actions speak louder than words. He doesn't need to say it for the audience to get it. In this, mm -hmm. he kind of panics when they all scatter. And then he shows up and he's like, well, this, isn't, this isn't us sticking together. What are you doing? And he does his first kind of like speed offense move where he just shoves the guy. And, and you get the sense like he could be powerful if he really tried, if he really wanted to, and if he got over his fear. They didn't need, they didn't need him to tell us that. I did love the whole speed force effect, and I like the fact that it didn't cause as much collateral damage. I love the action in that scene, like from start to finish. I love it. I love him zipping up the stairwell. I like what they did with this the bullet time here, because normally they slow down scenes, and you get to see the speedster act in slow motion while still moving kind of fast. In this, they used the coloring of his lightning effects in the dark, so it had like a strobe light effect. And you saw after images of him. And I thought it was pretty yeah. cool. Like, I love yeah. that scene. I absolutely love what they did there. Compared to this, the Flash <laughs> show where he's just running 
slow motion, snatching things out of the air. Well, I, I think it's due to CGI budget too, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, no judgment on that. I'm just used to, like, the Quicksilver scene where everything slows down and he does everything. Like, we got to see it from what a human sees when the Flash acts. Like, if you blink, you'll did miss you, it. Uh, did you miss Darkseid saying mother? For mother? <laughs> from Josh Whedon's take. Uh. <laughs> for mother. <laughs> what? Uh, so the boxes yeah, were literally to... his mom in his version. <laughs> it, it was so bad. And they didn't really so explain it, so it's kind of confusing. <laughs> Okay, what else? What else you got for us? What about the um, the ending part where Flash kind of goes back in time? I could have done without his that was his so monologuing. Cool. Where he's like, I, I just want you to know. What about Dad. the effect? I didn't understand. Like, uh, I, won't, I won't spoil my intake. I'll, t- I'll talk about it in the end. I did like the look of it. I yeah. guess. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to articulate this. So here's another difference, Chris. Well, okay. So. So basically, Chris, Chris forgot. Chris, Chris, Chris didn't mention the very, very ending part. But no. Chris, did you watch the um, the very last part where you see the Joker? Oh, oh yes. the epilogue. Uh, yeah, it the was. Epilogue. The only thing about that was like it was cool that they added that in there, but like for the first maybe minute or so, I'm like, what went on? And then when the Joker <laughs> kept talking, it's like. Batman was behind all of these multiverses and the destruction of Earth. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, and uh, also because I didn't get to talk about it, like the ending of it when Darkseid was you could see the heroes and then Darkseid on the other side of the portal. I'm like, oh, my God, they can keep going and it's almost over. What's going on? Um yeah. But that epilogue part was pretty interesting. And I think it was great because it left a good opening for someone to go in and possibly continue what's going on. You know? So the first half of that was how in d- Batman how dare you Superman. Say that? So you didn't see that, unfortunately. <laughs> how dare you say keep going? <laughs> if a good director comes in and wanted to take over, you know, I Can think it'd be... Josh Whedon? <laughs> You know, he. I love Joss Whedon. He wrote Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the writers on that show are just amazing. He did such a good job on the Avengers. Um, yeah, I'm all for Joss Whedon. I'm a what fan. Did you, what, what, what did you guys think of Jared Leto's Joker laugh? I hate you know his laugh, still, but they fixed the Joker. He reminded me of Ace Ventura. They fixed his Joker by far. Yeah. Just his laugh is still kind of... It's like Jim Carrey laugh, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, do you, uh, anything else you want to add? The complete deviation. This? So they threw in another character that I wasn't expecting. So I don't know if he was oh, in the trailer. Yes. I thought that I was, was hoping you'd forget so that I could be I could be awesome and remind everybody. I thought that it was. Uh... <laughs> but you unnecessary how he was utilized so martian manhunter wasn't in the old one chris that scene where lois and martha are talking was just martha and lois so the fact he showed up oh and he was also in i think man of steel and in batman v superman he was um yeah he was he was in the throughout snyder's uh rendition he was there yeah 
Because he was also in was Supergirl, the TV series. Well, they look the same, yeah. but they are yeah. same, the same. Different, completely different actors. Yeah. Yeah. Same same situation, though. Like, oh, I was here the whole time. Then why didn't you do anything when Doomsday was rampaging yeah. and when the, the, the other Kryptonian showed up? It's it's why I can't wait to get into my juicy notes here. Uh, <laughs> like, Swanwick, so, you have powers. So what are you doing? Like, I don't know what you did except yeah. rise the ranks. You didn't even really do a good job of keeping the military off Superman originally. Yeah. You didn't do a good job of protecting him. You didn't do anything. Yeah, where was the military? Where was the fighter jets? Where were the tanks? None of this was around. Like, he piggybacked off of all of the, like, chaos and destruction and moved up the ranks just so he could show up and tell Lois that she's important. Important how? I don't know. You'll have to find out. <laughs> Let's leave him hanging. Yeah. And then he shows up at the end. Like, he... It kind of made me angry a little bit. I know people love their Easter eggs and cameos, but I like them to serve a purpose, and I don't think he did. He, he probably does it's in the grand scheme of things, answer. but just kind of kind of seemed yeah. like a waste. I prefer the Ryan Choi Easter egg. He's, um, he's the... I think the second Adam. Adam. Yeah. The fact that he just said his so, name was a gay. Cool. Yeah, so Ryan Choi, the assistant for Star Labs, so Cyborg's. Uh, Nano, they said nanotech assistant. in this, but yeah. he uh, he has the ability to shrink and control his mass. Him, it's yeah. basically Ant Man, but better. I don't. I thought he was going to turn around and that was going to be T. O. Morrow. That would have been a crazy twist. <laughs> All right, Other than that, um, and I preferred the last. I don't want to brush over this, but Superman showing up. He was kind of, he was kind of uh, a bully. He's <laughs> like, I'm not impressed. <laughs> it, it did look That's cool visually. I like that. Um, the other one, he shows up and then he leaves to go save civilians, which felt way more Superman-ish. That sounds like something Superman would they, do. They cut that whole part right out. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Like he just oh, wow. stayed there and just pummeled him. Just, just went to town on him. And I liked it. <laughs> I was fine yeah, with no that. No more Boy Scout, right? No more Boy Scout. No more Boy Scout. So, yeah. <laughs> I want you to get to your three pages. But that was just what yes, I liked. Here we go. The pros and cons. I have been waiting so for this Elvin's for a while. Just suddenly, just... <laughs> I've been patiently waiting. <laughs> Will you let oh, me boy. say one more thing yes, before you go? go? And I promise it won't ruin anything. I was so happy that eisenberg was only in the last part of that movie oh yes oh, i do not like him as lex luther <laughs> no, no, he's no, like nobody does very few people uh, can say that, that i'm like, like even just watching his scene i'm like you're just a rich boy on a boat pretending to be someone you're not you know yeah i he, that's what let, all i gotta say is Lex luther was, is a cold calculated you know villain there's nothing yeah. cold calculated about him as an actor, no. portraying that role at all. He's yeah. haphazard and just chaotic. Exactly. I see they tried all to right, fix okay. that, but oh well. Elvin's turn. Let's see no, what you got. No, they didn't fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. So, my take on this thing. All right. So, I went in watching this movie, you know, trying to be not biased. I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder. I don't like any of his... Uh, the Man of Steel was... I'll give him that. A Man of Steel was good. I didn't like... There are certain parts I didn't like, especially the ending. But I gave him 
you know, a pass on that because Henry Cavill was the right choice in my mind to be Superman, the next Superman. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the fact that he found this person and got this person to wear this most iconic costume, I'm, I, I was okay with that. The storyline, the, the power, the strength and the struggle, all that was not bad. We, me, you know, I think me and you D talked about, you know, his, you know, his dad, you know, Kent, you know, sacrificing himself for his son. That was done pretty poorly. It was ridiculous. I think. It's the most ridiculous it thing I've ever like, seen. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we're not here to talk yeah. about that. We'll, we'll, forward, we'll talk about that some other time. But um, I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder. I don't like his look of movies. Uh, 300 was an exception because it just just a something cool at that time but it afterwards for me his same old same old the greenish uh, toned down color movies don't work for me and they definitely don't work for a comic book tv a movie you can't take comic book characters and tone it all down every character has their own different color palettes batman yeah you can get away with it like you said chris alluded to gotham being dark and grimy and all that you can get away with that you can't mm -hmm. get away with doing it for Flash. You can't get away with doing it with Wonder Woman. And you definitely can't get away with doing it for Superman. So that, right off the bat, Josh Whedon did his best in terms of brightening up the colors, but that that was bought it for my my you know likeness of Josh Whedon's take on it. That was hard garbage as well. That's a good point. This, this movie starts off with Superman dying, right? He's dead, in, and it takes... It continues straight right off from Batman versus Superman. I don't know, and I don't. I didn't hear anybody else in the in a, in on social media or YouTube talking about this part at the very end of Batman versus Superman, where they zoom in into his grave, and they sh it shows the soil lifting. Yeah. What happened to that? Well, nothing. What was the I purpose of that? Herring. Like, what was the purpose of this? Like, are you trying to tell everybody that he's able to regenerate? Which he can, because in the comics, he can't do that. That is his power, to regenerate. But that whole scene, you drop it, and then you just ignore it all together in the next movie. I mean, I don't understand. Like, do you, you want to shed some light I think on, they I, decided I... to say, like, okay, so we suggested that he was reviving himself but we need him to have a confrontation with the Justice League. So we need them to prematurely revive him and get into a fight with them. And we're just going to ignore the grave suggestion from the last movie. Like, I, I don't think <laughs> they just like, planned it out at all. But that's the problem with Zack Snyder. He doesn't know how to connect things. Well, you know, his crate... Like, it's the same thing as when he's like, have... Mira shows up. She's like, both my parents died in the war. Oh, really? Because in Aquaman, I saw your dad. Like, they don't care about cohesion and, like... <laughs> And like connecting and that's films. The problem. That's the problem. It from starting Zach, you know, Zack Snyder when he came on, the starting point of it all. Batman versus Superman, it was the starting point of his downfall. That movie, he tried to, you know, put a lot of things in there to set set up stages for the, the Justice League and all that stuff. It, it was terrible. They shouldn't have done the way they did. You know how they set it up. He like he should have focused on, developing those three characters in Batman vs. Superman first before doing it Justice League. And I thought that he did a terrible job in in setting up this movie. Let's say, you know, we forget about Batman vs. Superman and whatever happened in there. Let's say he had a clean slate and he's starting Justice League. 
So he starts off Justice League with, you know, you know Bat uh, Superman's screaming, whatever, and all that stuff. Let's say we take all of that out. He starts off with the, you know, the, the three uh, mother boxes spread out in the three different places, Atlantis and all that stuff. And you go and you have Batman traveling to put together this team on a horse in the Nor Norwegian mountains <laughs> in the middle of, I don't know what it is, the world. Did you enjoy the singing place. ladies in this one? Sorry? Did you enjoy the singing oh, ladies yes. in this where they smell his sweater? And... Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into that. I'm getting into that. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. There's a lot of singing in there that I did not like. So we get, we get this guy who is the richest, one of the richest people on Earth with some most advanced tech. And he knows that the time is of essence to put a team together. He decides to take a ride on a horse in the mountains, which I don't know how long it took him to get down to this location. Where's the Batwing? Hello? It's so he could prove you himself. You don't have a Batwing at this stage in your career? And so when they I asked him how that. he got there, he said, I could cl I climbed the mountain. That's how you That's how you claim yeah. dominance. So they... <laughs> So, you know, they knew that people were going to ask this. So they, I don't know if you guys noticed that little line where that fisherman says, oh, helicopters can't get in this time of the year. Well, how? yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I don't know. How did he, he's a fisherman. How did he determine that the weather is so bad for electronic helicopters to get there? Does he have one of his own? Has he ridden helicopters? Like he's, <laughs> he's probably he's got there a drone. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right. So right off the bat, this laziness of writing started in this movie. So then we get into the point where he's trying to convince Aquaman with money, trying to bribe him with cash. Okay, cool, whatever. You want to bribe the guys with cash? Go for it. Then Aquaman is leaving for whatever reason. I don't know. He just wants to leave. He doesn't want to entertain anything. He leaves. Then you see this random lady start singing. I don't know why. <laughs> then she goes and grabs so his clothing and sniffs it like it's a Tide commercial. You know, like... <laughs> It's still fresh. You know, it's still fresh. I can still Snuggle smell the fresh. sea salt on it. <laughs> like, oh my god. I, I'm, I'm just going, why is this happening? This this moment should not be in there. Cut it out, right? What was the point of that? I, I, it's so that you can tell see, me like, how you tell important me. he is. There. If anybody who's listening to this podcast knows that song. Yes, please. And, and, and what's behind it, please let us know in social media. It's you know, simple. We will be appreciative. You know your top we'll tier. Even, we'll even name name drop you. <laughs> you know your top you know tier. Why you have people that. smelling your sweaters. That's all that was. Yeah. It was I a, it was a perfect commercial for Tide. <laughs> Tide should have cut that part out and put it in their commercial. Look, even Aquaman's clothes are washed with our stuff. Right? I mean, so, yeah. So we get past all that nonsense. Right? Then we get this Martha Kent scene where she just packs up her stuff and drives off into the sunset. That part, right, we'll get to... Uh, I'll explain why I'm mentioning this in a bit. So we get that little scene where she just takes out foreclosure, blah, blah, blah. Then we get the Wonder Woman se museum scene where this random group of people decide to just hold up a museum, okay? So we get a little bit of why they're doing it. There's some sort of, you know, fundamentalist group or some terrorist group that wants to show the world that they should go back in time, Um they want the world to go back in time the normal ways. Yet they're gonna blow the place up with a digital exploding. <laughs> That's why I thought it was a bank. I thought so, like, they thought money yeah, was. Yeah, I was just like, why not use the clock? You know, Acme clock, right? <laughs> with some TNT. <laughs> Let's go old school here because you want to go old school for some weird reason. So she comes in, blasts the door wide open. 
shards of pieces of Dorgo flying everywhere. Some little girl probably got poked in the eye with the shard of uh, wood. But that didn't matter. Then she goes and just decapitates these people, right? Just destroys them. And you see the head smashing against the concrete. Meanwhile, there's children right across the room watching this whole thing, you know, play out. So that's great that you paid attention to detail of that, a superhero just decapitating people in front of kids. Not going to traumatize anyone. Their heads were still on their bodies. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) They were on there. Great great CGI work to keep the bodies on the head. Um, So then you have the, the leader, whoever this guy is. She grabs the suitcase and chucks it in, you know, into in the atmosphere, which is cool, whatever. It shows that she has ability to leap really high. I don't know why they decide not to let her fly. So, fine, done. That's exposed. So she comes down and blocks the shots. And we, we talked about that earlier where she's blocking the shots. I think those are cool scenes where she's doing that, deflecting it. I had no problems with that. Mm-hmm. What I have a problem with is she comes down and doesn't go to him directly and take the gun away from him. It's... She already displayed the ability of her speed, how fast she can react to these guys. She was able yeah. to decapitate like multiple men without them firing a shot off. What's one more guy? Why not just go and take his gun away from him and just you know flick his head and he goes to the side of the wall, dead, problem solved. Why take the risk of him shoot a gun and try to deflect it? What if you miss? Someone's dead. So I didn't yeah. understand that part. That was lazy writing. Okay, so forget about that part. Let's say we just ignore that part. Then she goes and gets her, you know, gauntlets or whatever you want to call it and, you know, smashes them together to explode the side of a building and send (laughs) bricks hurtling into below where all bunch of cops are standing there, probably killing about 20 of them in the process. It's just like, what? Who was thinking of this? Like, this is Zack Snyder's at the end of the day, decision to allow this to happen or not in this movie. You know, it shows how lack of, you know, intelligence he has when it comes to putting all this together and making it all come to sense. It's the same thing I have a problem with with Michael Bay when he does movies, where it's just all yeah. explosions. It doesn't matter about casualties. Yeah. Nobody cares. It's the same can thing. I, yeah. Can I ask a quick question? Those guys who were wanting to blow up so many blocks that kind of go back into the past is are they referencing anyone specific nope. from the comic i i far as i know i never heard of that group they never mentioned any names did, did you hear any no. names um and so... you know she, diana actually did them a favor she exploded the building which pretty much did their job <laughs> yeah. right? she did explode a city block worth of damage there so yeah i guess they got their way they found you know they killed themselves and exploded a building so uh. This is just the first hour of the movie, not even, you know? And I'm going to try to speed it up because I don't think people have time for me to rant on forever, right? And then we get, oh my God, we keep getting this lady <laughs> who just keeps echoing, ah, oh, yeah. the whole time. I had to ask Jess, like, what type I mean, of music is this? Because she does this a lot. <laughs> you know what? Aerial, kudos to you this guys. lady. Kudos to this lady who did this, ah, because she made bank. It reminded me of Zena. She made bank. Her voice was in the entire movie. And it got so annoying the first time around. The fact that it was out on every single scene that she was in was just so annoying. I thought it was strictly for her, How but did... then they started doing it when Batman showed up, and then when Aquaman showed up. I'm like, 
whose theme song is this? Like, what, what is this referencing? <laughs> how does how does Zack Snyder not see this and go, this might get annoying if we keep doing this 50 times in the movie. I think people get the point when we did it one or two times already with Wonder Woman showing up. Maybe not do this when there's a battle scene going on and she shows up with the sword and goes, ah, some lady, you know? Like, it's just so weird and just annoying to have this thing over and over being played in the entire movie we know, you know she's an amazon f- no i totally get it i totally get it right that she's an amazon but it just do we need to hear this over and over again we get it you might forget if they right? stop yeah well <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, it's, it's ingrained in my head i'll never forget it now right <laughs> new ringtone and then okay so we forward it. I'll forward it a little bit further down. I'm not even going to go into all the other stuff. I'm just going to get quickly to notes here. Uh, we don't want to go over an hour and a half of this. But Stefan Wolf goes to this place. Let's say Chernobyl. We want to call it. <laughs> and he goes, right? And he goes, this place is toxic. What does that even mean? This place is toxic. What does it matter where he goes? I don't understand. The writing is so bad in this movie. It is I think atrocious. he just like wanted some area that he could use to fortify and not have to like I don't know. I assume he used the radiation. But for that's the what I'm saying. Like we don't know. We don't know why even why even mention why even have him say something. Just show up to a location. He makes it his base. We move on. Nobody cares. Having that line saying this place is toxic. People are gonna say what is that something that is necessary for him to get the mother boxes you know working or something like. It, it opens up a conversation of why he would say that. Because as yeah. a fan, I'm like, what well, he says this is toxic. I'm thinking, like, wait, did I miss something in the history of the mother boxes? Do they need a toxic location to activate something? Do you know what I mean? Like, why even say that? So that's nothing. And then um, uh, maybe it's pre- to prevent people from coming. That's which what I'll I get thought. into in a, in, in later on. I had to make up right? my own headcanon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we'll fast forward more now. So we're going to get to this part. This is the funniest one. I, I love this one. This is awesome. So we have the Amazonians going, we need to send a message. So they just this be a scene where Lord of the Rings type, where they get this arrow put on fire, and then, you know, the queen, whatever, she sends out the arrow, and it goes to, the, the I guess, uh, uh, um, some place in, in Greek, uh, Greece or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. in Athens, one of the buildings, and it lights it on fire. You guys remember that scene, yeah. right? Yeah. Lights it on fire, well, and then she must get the warning. So Diana goes to that location, yeah. and she grabs the arrow. Now, the arrow has inscriptions on it, okay? So I'm thinking that she's going to read out this inscription out loud. What it means? Well, nope, she doesn't say anything, because usually they will read out, this is the arrow you need to find the clues to Darkseid, or something like that. Nope, what she does is she gets gasoline and some some clothes and wraps it up, makes it into a torch, and then all of a sudden knows exactly where to go, this hidden chamber that's been hidden for thousands of years. She knows exactly where to go, and then she sees a perfectly clean chamber with no speck of dust ever, right? No broken rubble, no no rocks, like it's been pristine from the day it was built, and she sees all the, the hieroglyphs, whatever you want to call it, there's writings with no... You know, distortion, nothing, just perfectly painted. It looked like just was built yesterday. And she sees Darkseid and all that stuff. D- 
Did you guys not find that really weird? I forgave that. I was just am like, I, am I crazy? Maybe here? they trained her since she was a kid to understand what this means. I forgave that. But then you have scenes like the other one you just described where they monologue and explain the most minute detail, like saying, oh, this place is yeah. toxic. Okay. That's what I mean. Like, we get detail when we don't need it, but when we need the detail, we don't get it. I think from, like, my point of view, it helps new people who are watching the movie and don't know about who this character could be. It's a bit of a back history, but just badly written. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would have... For exactly what you're saying, is for new people, if they... If she had said the inscription on there, you know, this is the secret chamber or something like that, it would have gave you know, some sort of understanding to people who are watching, saying, oh, okay, now she knows why she this arrow was given to her, and then she's going to go and look for this, you know, room because this arrow is telling her, giving her the clue to find some information in a, in a, right. in a really bad situation. That would have made the whole scene so much more important by just doing those small little things, and that's where the writing and the attention to detail is severely lacking in this movie. The thing we're forgetting so, here is this is supposed to be their version of Infinity War. So you were supposed to watch all the other movies. But because it was so sloppy and slapped together, they don't really make that clear. So you do have a bunch of new people jumping in. So that's where it suffers. Because yeah. they, didn't, they didn't align but, anything but perfectly. But that's, that, that's the thing I want to get at as well. Is If this was supposed to be uh, you know, three movies or whatever that he had envisioned, why even make this movie? Why even have this come out? Why doesn't Zack Snyder say, well, look, if this is not going to be three movies, then I don't want this coming out because it's not going to make sense. It's going to hurt me as a director, as a visionary, because it's slapped together and doesn't make sense in some parts of the movie. I could then respect that and say, yeah, the man wants it done properly. Otherwise, it won't make sense. So let's not even talk about it. This was his idea. Right? So, the, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like. Because he did, you know, he wanted this out no matter what. I don't know what it is, ego, whatever you want to call it. It shows to me that he really didn't want to pay attention to detail, didn't really care as much mm -hmm. as, say, like, say, Kevin Feige, who wants attention to detail made, you know, and he will actually visit sets on his own when he doesn't have to to make sure things are done properly. So, you know, then we'll get into Cyborg here. Oh, good old Cyborg. I, I, this is one part that, you know, having Cyborg's story arc is so important, and I'm glad they, they brought it back, because in the Josh Whedon movie, he was an afterthought, he was a side piece. So, that part, I'm happy with their, you know, how they kind of gave his story. Am I a fan of how he looks? Not really, but I can get over it, it's not the end of the world, especially what I saw in the ending of Josh Whedon, how he upgraded, so I get it, this is 1.0, and then 2.0 kind of improves it, that's falls in line with technology and he is technology's embodiment of that so i get that and i'm okay with that the part that i didn't like was he finds out his abilities what he can do he can manipulate the banking world and everything he decides the best way to uh, you know to test this out is to steal money from the bank and give it to somebody <laughs> well he didn't care at that point that he is so his... angry like i whatever like <laughs> <laughs> his way was to test his ability with I'm going to go steal from this bank and give it to this lady. I understand the, the, the sentiment about this part, like where, you know, he did it for someone who needs it. I get all that. It's a feel-good moment. But why not go steal from some crime lord or something like that? 
where they actually deserve their money to be taken away from them because they fought, they gained that to nefarious acts. That would have been more, you know, compelling of a story than to just go to a bank and just take that money and reroute it to her account. You know, that's mm-hmm. another example. That would have of added on extra, lazy. like, another 20 minutes. I don't know. It's hard. Like, <laughs> Well, hey, you've got... You, you're going to make a four-hour movie. You might as well make it good, right? <laughs> we can just remove some of these things, like Stefan Wolf saying it's toxic. Well, you got two minutes right there, right? So, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then, okay, so... And then, uh, what's the part here? You can... Uh, so, Cyborg is, you know, sends this cryptic message to Wonder Woman. Do you remember that scene where she sees this message from him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, they're looking for him, so he goes and sends his message... And then makes her wait some corner alley, whatever, just to flip the bird, you know, just to tell her off and then go away again. I, I don't understand. I if he doesn't that. want to be found, why would he tell her to go meet him there? I think just to, like, get her off his back. But he didn't really need to. Like, he could just ignore her. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Like, it was a waste of a scene. How do, yeah, you, how do you feel about that Definitely. scene compared to the last one? The last one, they just meet in, like, a park or at his grave. I can't remember. This one, like, she walks down the streets and the lights go off and he's doing weird stuff. Did you like how it was done at you least? Know just... You know what would have been cool? Here would have been, this would have been cool. Have Batman, who's really good at technology and skills as well, find this guy. And then he would wonder how the heck these guys found me. And Batman's like, well, I'm a detective. That's my job. That would have been more compelling. Finding this guy in hiding... Rather than him telling everybody, hey, meet me at this location, pin drop, you know, I'll send you the map, meet me there, and then, oh, by the way, I don't like you guys, so piss off, leave me alone. I, it just, I just found that a waste of a scene. It's a total waste of a scene. Speaking of waste of scene, Barry Allen going to his dad in the jail cell, and his dad oh. just rips him a new one, <laughs> just rips him, throws his son under the bus and just kind of runs it over and says, you know... Give up all of this, you know, lucrative job working for the uh, Central City Police Department, all that stuff. That's garbage. You're wasting your time. And then he goes and drops the line, you can be whatever you want to be, son. And I'm like, <laughs> what? You just, like, a minute ago, you're telling your son to forget all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, you could be whatever you want to be, son. Well, your son just said he wanted to be... I didn't, I didn't mind that force. one. I think he thought he was only really? doing it to get him out of prison. <laughs> But that's still a pretty good job, regardless. <laughs> like a CSI, right? I mean, that's sort of, that's a... he's not working at Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, like I mean, he was annoyed that he had to take three jobs like, to pay. for Why it, even but... say that? Like it just. But like, if he makes it, yeah. that's that's your sweet. son is sacrificing so much so you could. Like, if if my son said, "I'm working three jobs uh, to go get a better job," you know, with education, money, and all that stuff. Hey, that's awesome. I would not tell my son, hey, screw all that stuff. Stick to the three jobs you're doing. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> continue working at Walmart and Taco Bell and, you know, wherever else, right? Because the line, you could be whatever you want to be, now becomes as irrelevant as a throwaway line. There's nothing behind it mm-hmm. anymore. You know, so, again, writing and poor laziness, envisioning of Zack Snyder. Here, you know, it just continues on and on and on, Right? Okay, fun, fun little part here. Dean, you tell me. So Cyborg has the ability to manipulate his hands to do pretty much whatever he wants to make it. He can make it a cannon, yada, yada, yada. So he goes to the grave, and he's using his fingers to dig the grave. Why not make a shovel? 
Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't even even the flash was like we could do this in like two seconds. I don't I forgot I forgot his reasoning why they didn't. Yeah. Time is the essence, right? <laughs> oh, I just oh my god. And what about that cheesy line by Mr. Um, who, who the gentleman that plays the assistant in Star Labs? What was his name again? The actual oh. name? Not Ryan. Are you talking about Ryan? He's Troy? Adam. He's supposed to be the future Adam. The Adam guy? Do you guys remember at all? Oh, it's Ryan Choi. Chow, is it Chow? It's a Chow, right? It's Ryan. Ryan Chow. So, do you remember that scene where he's talking to um, uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? The dad Silas. of uh, Cyborg. And he goes, uh, this is the hottest thing on earth. Apparently, this is the same line I gave to my prom date. <laughs> and it was such a cringy joke. I was like, really? You had to add that part in yeah, there? Yeah, because now you know he's Who the laugh in case you didn't know that. <laughs> And, and you know, and he's supposed to be Adam in the next movie. I was just like, "What is going on here? This is so bad." <laughs> All right, so then we jump into Aquaman. All right, Aquaman goes into the underwater and stuff. You can tell Zack Snyder had no idea how to do an Aquaman movie because they made giant water bubbles, where they all went inside this water bubble and talked to each other. And if they were not in a, a, a water bubble, they spoke to each other like dolphins cacking away. Which is so weird. Why are you making water bubbles? Because they can talk underwater. They can hear each other. It's so yeah. you could see that he had no idea how to go about it. And I'm glad that he never made the Aquaman movie. It was the other gentleman that made it. And he made it really well. So that was just weird. There's no vision behind that. There's no thinking behind that. And and then it just continues. It just He's snowballing. Then we get into Superman. So they resurrect Superman even though he can't do it himself. And he goes into, you know, his space, uh, the ship or the place where he goes to get his suits. So all the doors all open up and you see the suits. Right behind him is the red suit. Why would he pick the black suit when the red suit's right behind him? So you know that he's, he's Originally a they had man. said that the reason why he picked... Originally they said the reason why he picked the black suit is because the red suit got destroyed in his last fight. But there's a red suit right there. I don't understand. The This suit is an iconic suit. I'm a Superman fan, so this... I wouldn't say pissed me off. This really bothered me, because this suit is from an iconic moment in the comic books, the black suit. To just throw mm -hmm. it away as a... You know what? I'm just going to switch it up in my closet here today and put it on and fly out. It's a, a, a slap in the face of fans of Superman and the fans of those those comic runs because it had a purpose you know it, it separated him because at that time when he had the suit in the comics he had no powers so it showed you know because of black suit he was lacking that and that's what it represented so i had a problem with that you know i like the look of it. it looks great on him but i just thought that you know you use this moment but use this suit in this moment and made didn't make a difference because you could just went with color and that's why i guess warner brothers initially you know blocked him from doing this because they did not want him to do that they said no he's having the color he's not having that they stopped him from doing he had it. his own reason and i just didn't understand it either like he said he didn't feel like superman. it's zach schneider he has no he didn't reason. feel like superman he, just does he didn't feel he like he earned the red and blue but but why yeah. i mean you died i mean that's not really something to be embarrassed about 
you died saving the, <laughs> the planet. <laughs> so, yeah. Then we get to Batman. Okay, Batman. Ugh. Poor Batman. He is not the world's good... Zack Snyder screwed Batman so bad. He made him one of the dumbest characters in the DC. He made him uninteresting to me. To me. This is my opinion. You know, like, Batman is supposed to be an intelligent, you know, detective, you know, with computer skills and technology skills. And Alfred's doing all the work. I really liked Alfred, though. Al- Did you like Alfred, at least? Oh, Alfred is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to hate on that guy. Good. That was the one bright spot in that group. He's probably the best member in that team, right? <laughs> but, you know, Alfred's doing all the tech work, and Bruce is just standing around and just talking all the whole time. He maybe puts a wrench to a broken plane and has oil leaked to it, and that's about it. But I don't see Batman putting together stuff and saying, you know what, this is going to help us in this fight. You know, or getting, you know, getting up- upgrade to how cool would have been if Batman helped Flash get an upgrade to his suit. You know, yeah. small things like that would have made a huge difference. You know, hey, you know, I, because he goes to Flash's place and says, hey, you took some, you know, uh, space suits, whatever, and made it to your own. And, you know, what's your superpower? I'm rich. Okay, well, great. Go help Flash get a better suit then. You know, so that he could fight. Like, those things would have made it so much better. You know? And then so we get into Dark Side and we get into Dasad and all those characters. Stefan Wool. Stefan Wool, you know what? He looked pretty cool. Very shiny. Yeah, I changed cool. my mind on how he reminds you feel better about him compared to the old one. The old one yeah. was terrible. Okay. <laughs> The old Can one was you terrible. Explain? I'll show you a picture later. It was well, just awful. Yeah. The armor wasn't. It was the armor. He looked like a beetle. Like he looked like he was just wearing like armor made out of wood. I guess his his heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. I did like the spike and stuff that's coming up, but I didn't like the 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 insect face. The head was so tiny. The actual yeah. head. <laughs> You know, I would have liked to see more, a little bit more of a bigger face. But you know what? I'm nitpicking at this point. I guess I am throughout the whole you know, rant here. But I, I, I don't mind it. What it about like the, um, I love he had six fingers, seven fingers. Like I started noticing small details about him. Like, oh, you're kind of creepy. I, I'm all, I'm all bored with that. He's yeah. an alien. Of course, he's going to have different anatomy. Like compared to his old look, cool. like I went to town with him and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and, you know, they want to go a little bit overboard with that. I was curious. It's, it's not, it wasn't that I was curious that what you thought about him. But, but the issue that I had uh, with the, the with the Sod and, and um, Apoc- uh, the Dark Side is, the Sod doesn't look a whole lot different than Apoc- Dark Side. He looks almost the same. You know, if you put a hoodie on Dark Side, he's going to look exactly like the Sod. So I would have loved to see them a little bit, you know, changed up how they look. Um, and the other thing was, he, correct me if I'm wrong here. He when when they show the backstory on uh, Darkseid coming to Earth the first time around, he has the uh, the uh, Darkseid look already because initially before Darkseid became Darkseid, he was Usus. Yeah. That was his name, and he didn't have that look because he stole his brother's, you know, Omega power, and he was turned into a rock shaped character. He wasn't like that before, so I don't understand if he didn't have the Omega power when he landed on Earth. Because, you know, if he had the Omega power on Earth, he would have used the Omega beam and killed everybody in yeah. sight, right? So he doesn't have the Omega power, but he looks like the rock, you know, rock-shaped ter- person, not Dwayne Johnson, 
but he looks like, like he's you know, like a rocky, rock-shaped person. Bulky there. Bulky. I don't understand. I think that was just them not bothering to... Same reason Superman put on the black suit. <laughs> like, they just didn't bother. Don't bother doing the history. Don't bother doing what it yeah. did look like. It's just, just so, like, new, all new viewers can come in and say, oh, that's Darkseid. And there he is again. But the fact that, like, but there's, you knew his backstory, you knew he didn't have his powers, and that's why they were able to defeat him. Not many people would put that together. Like, like if my but, mom watched you know, this, she'd be like, how, oh, they beat him once, they can beat Marvel him again. Marvel does that. Marvel does a great job of showing people their backstory. Marvel does a great job of, even if you're not aware of who they are, they still do yeah. it right. Why is it impossible yeah. for DC to not do it right? It comes down to the people in charge who are lazy. I notice a lot of the you answers they give after the movie comes out in interviews. Like, oh, he looks like this because of that. Oh, that's Iris, by the way. Oh, by the way, Steppenwolf's yeah, mother that's... boxes are actually his mom. Like, okay. You have to do like a... <laughs> it's called damage control. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, it's like patching a movie after it comes out, basically. That's the easiest way to do it. You just do an interview and just patch yeah. it all up, right? It's damage control, and that's the, that's the problem. Like, as much as people want, like, there's so many people clapping and applauding Zack Snyder for being brave and having this movie come out. Uh, you know, good for him that he got his stuff. By the way, that format that he had it on, what is it, four? Oh, the aspect ratio is garbage. Or something? Sorry. That is just terrible. I was just pissed off when I first yeah. saw that. I'm like, what? I gotta watch this thing in four hours of this? Ah, oh, like, seriously, <laughs> under, like, oh, that's his vision. I don't care. Put it in widescreen, please. You know, that's what we have, you know, cinemas. Why, why do we have widescreen theaters and IMAX? Why do we have that then? So yeah. put it in that format. I don't care because I want my entire TV to be filled with this awesomeness, right? And that's the, what I'm trying to get at is here. This movie, you know, wasn't that great. It was four hours of just torture for me because there's so many mistakes. And then that girl just giving, ah, every, it, it was like, <laughs> Every time she said, said that that little uh, lullaby, it just felt like somebody was sticking a knife into my back. As I'm watching this movie, it was another knife being twisted in my back. It's like, oh, look, you're insulting me. Now you're going to add insult to injury on top of that. Sprinkle the salt in my wound kind of nonsense. You know, so if we get to the ending here, the epilogue, and then we get this alternative world where Joker's there, and Superman's all bad. Why put that in there? Yeah, I didn't Why? like that. If you... I, you know, I like it too, but no, I, like I it didn't in a like movie. it. It seemed unnecessary. Told, it just, yeah, it just, why? What are we, what are we trying to get here? Is he trying to pitch for another Snyder movie? What, what are we doing here? Like, why even do this? Unless you know, you know you're actually going to be doing a follow up movie that this is going to lead into it, you know, don't add it in there and give us false. Not only is it not, yeah because he's not making any one of these movies, but this movie isn't canon. The other one is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why not add this in the DVD or Blu-ray release? I say DVD, look at me showing my age. Because no one's going to buy it. Yeah, uh... no one's going to buy it anyways, <laughs> exactly. Right? But I don't know, like, why even have it in there? Like, oh, like maybe do behind-the-scenes episode and have this thrown in there as a deleted well, scene. Well, it goes back to the Batman okay Superman that. scene where Flash warns him. In a dream, within yeah. a dream, which bothered me. You don't need two dreams. Anyways, it, it, I don't know. Like, it, yeah, the whole thing bothered me. It was a me. very deep dream there, D. Just bothered me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, overall, like, and then Darkseid showing at the very end. 
and then the fact that you see Stephen Wolf's head get you know chopped off. That yeah. was cool. I love that part. And then he steps yeah. on it, crushes it, and says, you know, and Desaad goes to him. Oh, you know, I told you, like, why would you want to waste your time with this? And I love how Darkseid gets up and says, we're going to do it the old-fashioned way. That's an awesome ending. That's cool right there. You know, th that's yeah. what I want to see. Darkseid saying, you know what, I'm sick and tired of this. It's finally my turn to actually do something because I tried to get you guys to do it. And you buffoons can do nothing. So now I have to get up and be the god that I am and go just destroy everybody in my path. That's what I wanted to see. And I never got to see that. You know, and I understand that he wanted to do a third movie with that in there. But, you know, put that in there. You have four hours. Maybe put another. Why even stop at four hours? Do the six hours then. Break it up into two <laughs> movies. Break uh, it up into two no. movies. Right? You take the most... You know, in, in a fun part of having him fight these guys, and you don't even give it to us. And, and it looks like we're never going to get a Justice League movie for a long time. Because they don't even know what they're doing right now. They're all over the place. You know? Mm -hmm. So, you take one of this, you know, characters that we want to see the Justice League fight. Because he's one of the biggest, baddest guys. You know, he's Thanos in this universe. And you don't let us see that. And that's, that's, a, that's the part that is disappointing is, you know, you have this, you made this movie four hours long, but you don't want to push it for another hour and add that in there, which would have made it so much better. would have probably got him a chance to come back and do his universe, probably. But, I mean, who knows? He's trying to, I guess, push it and lobby it to get another another one done. But I, don't know. They I want none that. of this. I want no taken Snyder. I want him to go get on his horse and go in the sunset, never to be seen again about any DC, you know, franchise. Do your own thing with other movies and other franchises, but leave DC alone. I have zero interest in him coming back. Take your writing team with you, please. Get out of here and, you know, reboot the whole thing because it's not working. It's all fragmented and it's in shambles. You know, like you were mentioning earlier about the Flash movie, D, when we talked before we got on here, how that's in shambles as well. And we'll talk about that in one of our episodes coming up, our regular episodes. We'll get into that. But yeah, sorry guys, it took so long, but I had just wanted to get this off my <laughs> chest because I am a big fan of DC and Marvel and all this stuff. I really wanted to get this off my chest. I've been waiting for years to get this over with and done with, and I'm I'm hoping it's all done with. But what are your guys' scores out of ten? Let's get that going. D, what do you what do you I, give it out of ten? I didn't hate it, and um, I'm gonna give it a six. I still don't think he should have been allowed to make this but then it's not my money it's their money and his money and his time i know a lot of people i'm being i think I, and i think i'm being very generous because a lot of people have talked to me like oh there if if you're being generous then we look like suckers, <laughs> <me and> chris <laughs> it's just like people are like there now you have especially, nothing I mean, to complain especially about. the rant that i just went especially the rant that yeah. i just went on i don't know like it got a six because he made it so long that he was able to fill it with scenes that I liked. But it's kind of like cheating, I suppose. Because you had to double the, the yeah. length of the movie to fill it with stuff that I thought was enjoyable to balance out the garbage parts. So yeah, under normal absolutely. circumstances, this wouldn't have flown with me. This was just haphazard. It was like unorthodox. And it's like taking a makeup test and saying, okay, you knew the answers before, but you did better this time, so technically I have to give you a good score. 
Yeah, and that's another important part of when you're talking about the money that he got. People have to realize that he was given 40 to 50 million or more to fix issues in the movie. This is not his original take. This is his original take with money added yeah. on top to do some reshoots. So, and if you give somebody a chance to go back and fix their movies, of course it has to be better. You yeah. know, especially after you hear all the negativity or all the problems with that, you're going to go and fix those things. It's only natural someone's going to do that. So this is not really true. Like I hear it all over the internet. Oh, Zack Snyder's rendition. Yeah. It's his rendition with additions to it. It's not his original take on the movie, which is the reason because the original take was so bad, they didn't even want it to come out. So all these people that are applauding him and saying how great it is, they don't, they don't know what they're talking about. They're not even doing their homework. Like normally I stay quiet, but a lot of people are like, now you have nothing to complain about. I hope you appreciate this. And I have to speak up there. I'm like, first of all, I'm not obligated to like anything. He didn't do this for free. Yeah. And just because he did present <laughs> yeah, definitely it, not. <laughs> doesn't mean I have to like anything. I like some things, but don't tell me this deserves a 10 out of 10 just because he made it and then put it out there. If I exactly. can give you reasons why I dislike it, structurally sound reasons, then I'm perfectly obligated to do that. That's just my opinion. And as long as I do it respectfully, then I don't see an issue with it. Do you want to see him coming back in the DC universe? No. Just because of all the <laughs> drama that circulated around it, I feel I, I feel like I wanted to come back just so we could get the dark side thing. Because... I have a feeling that the fanboys are going to get loud again like they did last time and ask for the, you know, the completion, another four hours of this thing. And then we're going to go through this whole process again where they're going to give him $50 million yeah. again. Like, I don't hate and this. And he'll spruce up Dark I don't side. hate this movie, so I'd be fine with him. Like, it's not my money, like I said. It's their money and their time. All I have to do is watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sure, he can come back anytime you Chris, want. Chris, wh what do you think, Chris? <laughs> Chris, what, what is your score, Chris, out of 10? So, with not seeing the original version and watching the four-hour version, I gave it a 6.5. You know, there were definitely parts of it that I really enjoyed. There were parts that I didn't get and that were just awkward. And I think the reason why I'm giving it such a high number and I kind of enjoyed it is because I didn't have to pay to see it. Because <laughs> if I had to go see this in theaters... Which I did. I I don't think I would the, have enjoyed the, it. As the original much. Josh Whedon thing took my money, and I was not happy. So six point five. Okay. Um, I would you want him to come back and maybe do another part two, or you're just you had your fill and you're good, and he needs to go away. I think I've had my fill from just this one movie, and you know, from what I remember of Suicide Squad, you know, it's just he doesn't take what fans are going to love about such a treasured uh, company like DC you know you're not gonna keep in mind of you know let's keep the fans happy while still entertaining new people mm -hmm. if you're not gonna look at all the aspects of making the DC movies then you shouldn't be a producer of it you know and I learned a lot from hearing you guys talk about stuff that maybe I have missed 
and you know the differences because i was watching it as a new watcher yeah. i wasn't looking for all the pieces and you knew about the pieces that were you're changed unbiased, so that's good yeah and, and we we actually yeah. like that you know and i think people who are listening can appreciate that your non-biased opinion on it going in without seeing any of the other stuff because very few people haven't seen the other stuff you're one of the few that haven't seen the josh Whedon take on it you haven't seen batman or superman so your opinion is not you know biased you just went in there and watched the four-hour show and gave your thoughts on it so yeah. you know yeah I'm, I'm glad to have your opinion on that um is there anything else you want to add any, any final thoughts uh no i just uh Honestly, with the way it was left off, I really do hope someone new comes in and can pick it up with Dark Side and do something amazing with it. You know, yeah. it's it's hard to hope for that. You know, the Dark Phoenix movie. You hope someone's going to come in and make something amazing, but it doesn't happen. But and we can do hope. Something with Marsha and Man I hope after. it does happen because you know it's. I'm. I do love some DC stuff and I would love to see good movies from DC. You know, there's so many amazing characters. They're iconic characters. You know, I want to see a good DC movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, that's that's how I feel too as well. There's so many great characters that haven't seen the light of day yet because, you know, DC doesn't seem to have, you know, their Kevin Feige. They don't have a guy mm-hmm. at the top running things and coordinating things like Kevin Feige. They wish they had a Kevin Feige. They should go and even get Kevin Feige's one of their get one of his kids to go run DC. Because I think their <laughs> kid might do a better job than whoever else who's running around. Jeff Johns, I believe. He's all over the place. He's a comic artist. He's a comic writer. Stick to that. You're not a Kevin yeah. Feige. Sorry. You're just not you aren't. You're picking lousy directors. You're you know, you don't have a firm stance. You're letting them do whatever you want. And that's the problem with this DC, you know, whole Snyder world, whatever you want. He just bit off more than he can chew. And that's mm-hmm. all it comes down to. He wasn't paying attention to detail, which you need to. This is what sets Marvel apart from all the other, you know, superhero franchises out there, like DC, whatever you want, and anybody else out there. Because their attention to detail is unmatched. They, you know, have Easter eggs. They go back and reference other movies. They tie in other movies. They bring in crossover characters. They do it right. And if they don't mm-hmm. do it right, they won't do it. They're just going to scrap it. Because there's been times where Kevin Feige's like, nope, you're not directing that movie because we don't like that video. See you later. We'll find somebody else. And then they go and find great you know, directors like you know, James, uh, James Gunn, Taika Waititi, whatever. You know, they find great directors out of nowhere to run these franchises and make these movies amazing. And they're doing that now with their TV show. So they're, you know, going the next step now, bringing it at home, a movie type experience on every episode. So, you know, at the end of the day, what did I give it? I gave it a six out of 10. And originally I had given it a 6.5, but that's because my first time I watched it was at midnight till 4 a.m. So I was pretty (laughs) sleepy in half the stuff. So when I, got up the next morning and I watched it again four hours straight with a little bit of washroom breaks I had a better sense of the movie and then I watched it the third time around again with my kids because they wanted to watch it and they kind of walked away after an hour and a half they're like what is this nonsense and walked away <laughs> and I you know I, that's where I you know was able to see these little nuances these little things more clearly 
And at the end of the day, my you know I took it down to six and uh, six out of ten because it was passable because the story was somewhat interesting, but the toned down colors, you know, the attention to detail, the writing, all of that was just uh, just garbage. It was not even close, you know. And I'm happy, you know, they should be happy that I'm giving it six out of ten because I really wanted to give it worse. But there were some things that I'm going to give them credit for, and and I did in my spiel, but. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame because I don't think we're going to get a Justice League movie in a, in a long time and I don't know what's going to happen. In my opinion, just reboot the whole thing, take the loss, disappear for a couple of years, reboot the whole thing, work on your TV shows. You know, they got a good thing going on with that Superman and Lois show. That's a good show. And if you haven't seen it, you guys definitely need to check that out because it's a different take on Superman, which I've never seen. And it talks, you know, about things that are happening in today's world. So it's, it's really cool that they're taking that uh, that show two different uh, areas, but yeah. Uh, anything else? Where is you guys... it streaming? It's on CW on uh, TV, but I think you can find it. Where do you find it? Did you know? No, I have no idea. Maybe on Crave in Canada and HBO in the states. Maybe I'll have to find out after. It's not the CW. I'll search for it. Yeah, CW Network is what's running it, but I think HBO okay. Max, HBO Max in the states and 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 Crave in Canada might be carrying that. You definitely have to check that out in your local uh, online streaming service, see which one is carrying it. But is there anything else you guys want to add before we close the chapter? We're, we're approaching an hour and no, 30 I minutes. I think if we get started up again, we'll just rent some more. So I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um hope you guys enjoyed this uh, Justice League special edition. Uh, speaking of special editions, we are redoing our uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, weekly podcast bonus all the time so be sure to check those out we just finished um uh, our episode one of that and it's already up on all the major platforms like itunes and spotify if you are looking for information on who we are and what we do just go to astonishing nr on ig and twitter we've got information out there we also have a youtube channel that we do action figure reviews and a lot a lot more we'll be doing video game reviews and we'll do a whole bunch of stuff uh, we're just getting started but uh, you can also, you know, check us on our Facebook and you can message us. We would love to hear from you guys what your thoughts are on some of the things we do in our podcast and our YouTube channels. And if you have any suggestions on what you guys want to talk about. In addition to our, you know, TV and movie reviews, we also do a weekly podcast where we talk about topics like video games and whatever is going on in the world. So we have a regular weekly podcast on top of any major tv or movie that drops so we do a lot of podcasting we've been doing a lot of podcasting this week and that regular podcast will be available or usually on tuesday or wednesday so make sure to check out your favorite streaming uh podcast platform to see that and uh yeah with that being said you know we will hope you wherever you are in the world or in the universe have yourself a great morning great day and a good evening Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. So you thought that I was done ranting on about Zack Snyder and his vision. Well, I got a little bit more to say here. So this is like sort of our end credit scene bonus bonus take. Now... There is a release, a black and white release of his uh, version coming out with additional Joker 
scenes. I don't know what that's going to be. We'll take a look at that and we'll, you know, say, you know, our comments about that. But, you know, there's a couple other things I wanted to talk about. The Martian Manhunters, the whole Martian Manhunter thing, we had D touch on it a little bit. But I wanted to further, you know, talk about that. Why was he there to talk to Lois to become a reporter? Like, why does Lois need to be the reporter again? Why not you, as Martian Hunter, be an important figure and help the Justice League? I don't understand. Like, he thinks that her being a reporter is more important than him going out there and using his amazing powers to help the Justice League. I, I didn't get that. And it's just so weird that Zack would just slot that in there. And at the very end, have him come over to Batman and say, Hi, hello, how's it going? And then fly off into the lake, into the sunset, and not help. Like, I mean, Batman should have stood there on his patio and go, Dude, where the hell were you when we needed you? What are you doing coming out, talking to me now, after we went through all this? We could have really used your help. You know, we could have saved more people, whatever. Like, I mean, it's just so badly put together. It's just terrible. And I I know, you know, I'm trying to, you know, be so, not trying to be so negative, but it, it just, it was such a terrible movie, honestly. You know, six out of ten, like I gave my, you know, ranking on it. If you like the movie, you know, you know, good for you. I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm happy for you. Like, you know, a lot of people did like it. A lot of people said that it was better than the Whedon, which it is. It is definitely better than the Josh Whedon version. So, you know, I'm not trying to be too negative towards anybody who likes it. You do you. If you like it, great. Fantastic. But from my perspective, I just want this to be done with. But apparently it's going to have the black and white version. It's not going to be done with. They're going to drag it on again. There's also talk about a comic rendition of this that he wants to collab with Jim Lee, one of my favorite artists. And now he's going to have Jim Lee involved. Maybe Jim Lee can save this, you know, universe. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be a comic book. Uh, talk they're, they're deciding to do a comic book series to continue on because he sure as heck is not going to get probably another movie lord hope not you know like I, I i just hope it doesn't happen where warner brothers gives into the peer pressure from all these fanboys who love him so much and who see his weird you know vision speaking of weird vision there was also a part in there where lois was supposedly pregnant with superman's baby and the way he wanted to have it all come out was it was going to be, you know, the next version of Batman. You know, it's going to be Bruce Kent. They're, they were going to name their son after Bruce Wayne after supposedly Batman sacrifices himself in one of those other movies that he was going to plan on. And they were going to name him. And 20 years later, because it doesn't have any superpowers, it was going to take up the mantle of Batman. Maybe Batman Beyond or whatever it is. So that was one... Thing, but then there was also talk where he also was thinking of having Batman and Lois have a relationship and they would have a kid. And it's just that twisted, weird thinking of Zack Snyder that makes me just want to puke. It's like, what are you doing? You want to take, you know, Lois Lane out of, you know, that Superman whole culture and put it into Batman's world and they have a kid together. Like, you're just destroying all these years and years of comic book history just because you can't think of creative ways to use the 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 options that you have already in front of you. You just want to do it your way and screw everybody else over because you think you know what's best. And that's where the problem is. You don't know what you're doing. You just had a whole bunch of this nonsense in there and you thought people were going to love your vision and majority of the people didn't like your vision. And 
just pack it in and move on and go do something else. Please, please, please. That's all I got to say. So that's your end credit scene. Whether you like it or not, I just had to get that out.